you know, we've all gathered here from so many different backgrounds and so many different, you know, stories and journeys. And it's so cool. I, I always think of this and, and the art of the apothecary, you know, they would they would mix the oils would be a sweet fragrance to Jesus. And it's so cool because like when we're together like this, all of us are bringing another facet of a revelation of who Jesus is. And, and we get to mix this oil together that he has never encountered. Isn't that amazing? I just love that. We get to experience Jesus together and he gets to experience us, you know. Okay. It's okay. I'm good. Yeah. I'm happy. It's all good. Yes, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're living in, in an incredible time. I, I want to read this scripture to you uh, before we start. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 7. I became a servant of this gospel. Ah, I just love his language. By the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Ah. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach mm -hmm, to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, everybody shout now. now. Oh yeah, okay, okay, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I hear you, Rock City. That now. One, two. <laughs> okay, that now through the church. Come on, Rock City. Through who? Church. Through the church. Mm -hmm. The manifold wisdom of God should be made known. Good gracious alive. To the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. Come on, somebody. There is a door open right now of opportunity every time we enter into worship um i recently went through stage 4b throat cancer and um i'm only barely a year out of treatments and i had been studying yeah i'm cancer free come on somebody <laughs> hiya <laughs> Yeah, come on, somebody. But um, I had been studying the key of David. Just I was possessed with this because I'm just. Hallelujah. Yeah. OK, here we go. So I'm just so in love with Jesus. <laughs> and. The fantastic thing is, is, you know, Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22, it tells us, you know, that the key of David opens a door that no man can open. And every time we enter into the presence 
of Jesus, there's a doorway open for us to step up and into and encounter his personality, his character, his nature, like we've never known before. And then it becomes tangible for you. Hey, wow. Because like for me, I knew, I told my wife, I said, Gina, this is an opportunity for us. This will be our upgrade, you know. <laughs> if I die, I win. Come on, somebody. <laughs> In fact, Roland Baker, um, he and Heidi Baker are missionaries in Mozambique. He told me, yeah, they've, they've tried to kill me and Heidi several times, you know. It's like, <laughs> he's like, it's a win, you know. If you die, you win. If you live, you win. <laughs> Of course, I wanted to live and see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Come on. But, um, but it was an upgrade because it was a doorway. Anything you go through in life can become a doorway for you to step in and encounter Jesus in a way you've never known him before. So it's a win. Yeah. And I experienced the kindness of Jesus. It's tangible for me. It's tangible. It's like I, I, I can feel the atmosphere of kindness, you know. And it's so cool because what happens is when you step up and in that door, revelation when given application will become a manifestation. When you get that revelation and you begin to live it and be the embodiment of it, then it will manifest in the earth everywhere you go. And so I want to step into some doors here together um, this afternoon. Hey, I want to read you a few scriptures here. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, I love it. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, and here it is, in heavenly places. Just turn to your neighbor and say, heavenly places. Hmm. Heavenly places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> heavenly places. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Naturally transcendent. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Wherefore also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, oh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In the knowledge of who? Jesus. It all ends and begins in Jesus. He's the author and the finisher. He's the point. Come on, somebody. He's the point. He's the point. Hey. Excuse me. <laughs> I know it's Sunday morning. I'm trying to control myself. But <sighs> Seriously, folks. <laughs> you know, 
the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Yeah, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Wow. We're going up. We're going up. Remember that old song? Going up to the high places. Well, going up to the high Let's go up, <laughs> going up to the high places, going tear the devil's kingdom down. Let's go up. Oh, yeah. I, I know me some Ron Cannoli. Mm hmm. I know me some Ron Cannoli. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. We're taking it back. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But God, mm, 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 who is rich in mercy, ha, for his great love wherewith he loved us, um, even when we were dead in sin, he hath quickened us together with Christ. Somebody say, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it to the south now. <laughs> <laughs> even when we were dead in sin hath quickened us together with christ by grace you are saved and here it is and hath raised us up together and made us to sit in heavenly places when i, when I was going through cancer hey yeah Gina woke up one morning and, and she, uh, a man that finds a wife finds a good thing, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was singing, radically abide, radically abide. And God just kept telling me, Jason, be still and know. <laughs> and so we just went into this place of radically abiding. I would, I would go get the radiation treatments and I'd come home and I'd put my phone on my chest and I would just worship Jesus. <sighs> and actually, I don't know how you feel, um, but someone in Brazil, I was doing an interview and they were like, if you could have just been healed instantly or if you went through the process to be healed, which would you rather? And I wouldn't give anything for what I went through because I know him differently now yeah you become what you behold as we behold him revelation comes of who he is of, I mean isn't that what the world needs to encounter is that the authenticity of the passion and compassion of Jesus you know love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength Passion. Love your neighbor as yourself. Compassion. What would that look like? To be totally possessed. And see, we have to poise ourselves. We have to posture ourselves 
in heavenly places. Mama Heidi would call me every week when I was going through radiation, and she would read Psalm 91 to me from the Passion Translation. It says, when you are seated in the shadow of Shaddai, you are covered in the strength of the God Most High. See, we've been given all things, but all things don't belong to us at any given moment. It's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. The secret things belong to the Lord, but once they're revealed, they belong to you. So we have to posture ourselves in heavenly places. It's, it's, it's yours, but it comes by revelation. So we just keep going and gazing. You just keep going and you keep gazing on Jesus. So I want to step into an open door. What would that look like? You know, what would that sound like? To posture yourself, to poise yourself, to position yourself. I want to give you a few more scriptures here. Second Corinthians 3.18, but we all. Who? Okay. With open face as in the glass of the glory. Behold the glory of the Lord are changed, transformed into the same image. From glory to glory. Even as by the spirit of the Lord. I love this. First John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. My God in heaven. I love this. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship. That word workmanship is the word poema, and it means poetry. He's writing a great piece of poetry with your life. Come on, somebody. And it's fantastic. You are wired for sound. You are his workmanship. He's creating. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you, turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking to you, are a chosen generation. Mm, come on, somebody. A royal priesthood. This is fantastic. You're a king and you're a priest. You're a double portion generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I love God's multiplication. If you look at the story of Elijah, you know, Elijah gives Elisha a double portion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Elisha turns around and there's another. There's three generations found in that story. If every generation imparts a double generation to the next generation, what's it going to look like, my friend? Elijah gave a double to Elisha. Elisha gave a double of that double to the sons of the prophets and so on and so forth. On somebody. We're going from glory to glory. When someone lays hands on you, it opens a doorway, but you still have to position yourself. You have to, you know, uh, Elisha said, I want a double portion. And Elijah said, well, you asked a hard thing. And all the pastors said, amen. Okay, y'all want to, mm -hmm, you know. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> he's like, but if you see me when I go, then you can have it. In other words, if you can see what I see, you can have what I have. 
And we have to step into these heavenly places and we have to begin to focus on Jesus. So what would that look like? What would that sound like? Zechariah chapter 4. One of the most, I just love this, a fantastic piece of scripture. Let's turn there together. Zechariah chapter 4. Now I have to watch my time. Hallelujah. Zechariah is taken into this open door. It's like this prophetic opera. And he sees two olive trees. Now these ancient trees are massive. They have deep roots. And he, he's taken into this open vision. And he sees these olive trees and they're dripping oil from within themselves. Where did the oil come from? Inside. Hey! And so this golden oil is manifesting from inside and it's dripping into a golden bowl that feeds the golden pipes, that feeds the golden lampstand. It's fantastic. And Zachariah says, what are these olive trees that drip the golden oil into the golden bowl, into the golden pipe, into the golden lampstand? And God said, don't you know? <laughs> I love this conversation. It's like, don't you know? And he asks again, he goes, no, no, tell me, what are these two olive trees that are dripping the golden oil? And God said, these are the two sons of fresh oil. Ooh, mil Dios. He said, these are the two sons of fresh oil that stand before the God of the universe. See, you become what you behold. They're standing before God. They're seated. <laughs> They're gazing upon God. Revelation is coming. And intimacy. Oil always speaks of intimacy. Intimacy is building because they're getting to know him they're getting to know who he is and, and they're getting revelation of who he is and and they're standing there and be, you become what you behold they begin this this substance this atmosphere begins to rise out of them that feeds the lampstand you see the lampstand speaks of your ministry <laughs> but you can't take people where you've never been and you can't introduce a man that you don't know. The ministry is fed from the intimacy that you cultivate in secret. <sighs> Further study when you begin to study these two olive trees, these two sons of oil. It's fantastic. Because the first tree represented Zerubbabel, which speaks of government, king. The second tree represented Joshua, the priest, priest, king, priest, royal priesthood, 
<laughs> Who are we? Kings and priests. This is our high and holy calling to stand in these heavenly places, to worship Jesus, to behold him. And then all of a sudden, the oil begins to flow. In Matthew 25, 10 virgins, five foolish, five wise. A lot of people, you know, speak of that when it comes to end times. I, I personally think it could possibly be that because 10 virgins speak of 10 believers. 10 ministries, 10 lamps. And a door opened. And they had an opportunity to go to from a glory to another realm of glory. What was the price? Oil. Intimacy. You know, the five foolish and the five wise. The five, five wise had some oil. The five foolish had no oil. And they're like, give us, give us some of your oil. Give us some of your oil. You know, and, and, and they're like, no, because there may not be enough. And, and see, the thing is, as is, is, is awesome as pastor is and as awesome as all these speakers are and as awesome as yada, 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 you can't live on someone else's intimacy. It's very personal and it's very vulnerable. It happens behind closed doors. <laughs> You can't live on someone else's oil. You have to buy your own. And my friends, it will cost you everything. But my God, you came. You came everything. When he told me the, the name of the conference was uh, Focus, I, I thought of Jeremiah 23, verse 18. You know, there's, and I saw like, a radio just tuning in. You know, there's sounds all over the room right now. And when you focus in and you tune in to the right frequency, you know. And so what are we doing here this week? We're like, okay, God, we want to know what you're thinking. Oh, we want to know what you're feeling. And we all have different ministries and different, you know, some of us are business people. Some of, you know, so many different backgrounds. But we need to hear from heaven and in Jeremiah, you know, he's known as the weeping prophet. And, and he lived in the time where there was all these different theologies and ideologies. And, and, and he gets a word from the Lord. And, he, and God says, you know, who among you has stood in the counsel of the Lord? Marked his word and performed it. Deus. Sorry. My God. And then it goes on to say. If they had stood in my counsel, the people would have turned from their evil ways. It's like holy simplicity. We have to refocus. Counsel is the word sowed, S-O-D. It's the highest level of revelation in the Jewish mindset. It actually means the secret within the secret. I mean, it's a, oh, it's a fantastic study. But it also translates intimate friendship. Literally. He said, who among you who stood in intimate friendship with me? Marked my word and performed it. And if you... <laughs> If you had stood in intimate friendship with me, the people would have turned from their ways. 
It's not all about movements and conferences and services. And <laughs> it's not all about souls. And you may think, I can't believe you just said that. It's about knowing Jesus. And when I walk with him, I'm going to lead people to, I'm going to win souls. See, we can easily get our focus off. It's not all about being sent. It's not all about, no, I, I'm in love with Jesus. I'm here because I'm in love. <laughs> compassion brings compassion. The more possessed you are, the more obsessed you become with what his heart is. We have to focus. Intimate friendship. Intimacy with God. <sighs> hmm. Job 29 is one of my absolute favorite scriptures. I want to definitely turn there together. And then I need to let them dismiss the children. <sighs> You know, there's when studying the, the scripture, you, you learn the principle of first mention. So when you see something first mentioned, it sets this, this, you know, the spiritual lens that you can read the rest of the word through. Mm -hmm. And Job isn't first in chronological order, but we understand that Job was the first written book of the Bible. I mean, if he were alive today, people would pay great amount, great amount of money to sit with him. And I, when I saw this scripture, it blew my mind. Job 29, verse 1. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, Oh, that I was in the months gone by, in the days when God preserved me, when his candle shined upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness, as I was in the days of my youth when the secret of God, now that word right there is the word sowed, he says, when I, and the NIV version says, when I walked in intimate friendship with the Lord. There's his posture. There's his poise. He's living in this realm. And then he goes on to say, when the Almighty was with me, when my children were still around me, when my path, I love this, was drenched with cream and the rock poured out rivers of oil. There's the, that oil again. You want to get oily this morning? I do. <laughs> Golden oil. So when I walked in intimate friendship, there was substance in his walk. And the rock poured out rivers of oil. I love this. So here's his poise. You've heard me say that a lot. His posture of life. His, his, or he's seated. Now he's going to show us the testimony comes from that life. Verse 7, when I went to the gate of the city, when I prepared my seat in the street, we understand that the gate of the city is where the decisions are made. So this speaks of government. This speaks of influencing influencers. He says, when I went out to the gate through the city, when I prepared my seat 
in the street. The young men saw me and hid themselves, and the aged arose and stood up. The princes refrained from talking and laid their hand on their mouth. The nobles held their peace, and their tongue cleaved the roof of their mouth. He influenced influencers. You see this in, in people like, uh, I've mentioned Heidi Baker. She's She's my spiritual mom. I've been with, she, she, God tells her to go to Mozambique, right? And start giving out bread at a tree. Now they feed over 40, 50,000 children a day. And presidents and governors wait to see this sweet little mama. Why? Intimate friendship. How do we want to shift culture? How do we want to shift, you know, atmospheres? How do we, you know, one of the most invaluable things you can do is influence influencers. So he had this. He had supernatural favor on his life. Then it goes on to say, when, the, when they heard of me, when they heard me, then it blessed me. Wait a minute. This version, I'm gonna, I got to pull up the NIV. Excuse me. I love the NIV version of this. Verse 11, whoever heard me spoke well of me and those who saw me commended me. And here it goes. Because I rescued the poor who cried for help. And the fatherless who had none to assist them. The one who was dying blessed me. I made the widow's heart sing. Ah, I put on righteousness as my clothing. Justice was my robe and my turban. I was eyes to the blind, feet to the lame. Father to the needy. I took up the case of the stranger. This sounds like revival to me. Eyes to the blind. Feet to the lame. Father to the orphan. Husband to the widow. My God. This sounds like a move of God to me. Come on. What's the secret? Give me the ABC and one, two, three. It's not going work that way, friends. How do we do it? Intimate friendship with Jesus. Intimate friendship with Jesus. He said, when I walked in intimate friendship, my, my walk had substance on it. Yeah. The rock poured out rivers of oil over me. Yeah. How? Intimacy with the divine. It's a holy romance. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, passion. Love your neighbor as yourself. Compassion. It's the holy resort. It's the holy result of what God's doing. I know that you need to dismiss the and receive the offer. I'm going to turn it over to him and then we'll step back in a second. All right, so we're going to have some ministry time uh, right after we do this. And so if you guys don't have to leave, I would encourage you to stay if you can. We are going to release you to grab your kids here in just a moment, but you're welcome to bring the children back in here. We can handle noise and kids and volume. And I mean, it's all background noise to me. So it uh, doesn't bother me one bit. Now, my wife and on the other hand, but we've gotten used to it. So bring your kids back if you'd like to. Um, Jason's going to continue on and actually pray for uh, those of you that, you know, are really hungry and desperate. Don't go get your kids yet. Hang on. 
first, I'd like to receive an offering for this conference. So I'd like the ask, uh, to ask the ushers to please come up. And I'd like to ask you all to please give mightily towards this conference. It takes a lot to bring the guests in, the travel expenses, and as well as blessing them mightily before they go. This is what many of them do full time. And so I'd like us to dig deep and to, to sow financially into their lives. It's good soil. And so I'd like to ask you guys right now uh, to please uh, grab an envelope. You can also give online at Rock City Corpus, and you can give towards our conference or the guest speaker, as well as texting 77977, and the drop-down box will be the conference or Focus 2020. All right. So, <clears throat> ushers, go ahead and pass the buckets. And uh, once the bucket comes by, you guys are welcome to grab your kids. And if you have to leave, we totally understand. Remember, tonight's service is at 6 o'clock. Brad McLennan will be speaking, and Jason will be leading worship. And so I hope you guys can make it back tonight. I do understand if you have to go. I love you. If you can stick around, I'd encourage you to stick around a little bit longer. And again, thank you guys so much for being here. And I'll hand it back to Jason. So 2 Kings chapter 4 is a phenomenal story it tells us of one of the sons of the prophets passed away and his wife was left with a debt they were coming to take her sons into slavery now I'm certain that he was an amazing man I'm certain he did phenomenal things but nonetheless he left a debt for his, his children we see that in the world today we have had an amazing moves of God we've had amazing people but we have an entire generation being taken into slavery. We have events, and I'm a part of these events. I believe in these events. I think we need to take part in these events. But we have events where we come and we go, just like this lady, she goes to the prophet and she goes, they're taking my sons into slavery. What are you going to do? And we do that. We go to these events, and, and like I say, I'm no negative thing here okay we need to do this we need to fast we need to pray but I love what the prophet says he goes tell me what do you have in your house she said well I have a little oil I have a little oil he goes well let me tell you what to do see the burden of responsibility was put on her he said, let me tell you what to do. Go borrow jars and not just a few. In other words, enlarge your capacity for more oil. All of us have different callings and different things we're drawn to. Those are given to you by God. The closer you get, you know, you can't get so lost in the wonder of God that you don't begin to wonder about the lost. So he will put these things in your heart. Yeah. So we go to God and we're like, and he's like, tell me what's in your house. What actually, what are you doing with the revelation I've already given you? Revelation without application is an abomination. If you don't bring application to the revelation he's already given you, don't expect the more. He says, let me tell you, go borrow jars. And then you and your sons. Go in the door of your house and shut the door behind you. See, the oil 
is cultivated in secret. He said, go in your house and pour out. Pour out. And as long as she poured out, the oil flowed. And the moment that she ran out of space, the oil stayed. We have to create a capacity in our life for more intimacy with Jesus. The most profound thing you can do in the realm of focus is buy oil. Intimacy. Enlarge your capacity. Enlarge your life. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever that sounds like for you, but I'm telling you, the most profound thing that we can do for this city, for the nations of the earth, is buy oil. She took that oil and she bought her sons out of slavery. And many, you know, historians, theologians believe that she possibly even lived off of the prosperity of that oil the rest of her life. It's like me when, he, when I had cancer. He said, be still and know. That word know, again, I taught in the first services, yadai, it's intimacy. It's like, be still and just go deep in me. The most invaluable thing you can do right now, Jason, is be with me. The most invaluable thing you can do for the revival is go in, shut the door behind you, and pour out worship. Pour out your heart. And then the oil begins to cultivate like the sons of oil, and it begins to fuel the lampstand. We have to get first things first. We've become way too ministry-centric. You know? When the most invaluable thing we can do is cultivate our intimacy with Jesus. So if you could just stand to your feet for a few moments.